It's a 120 emergency podcast. You know, Ben, I thought about making a funny name for these emergency podcasts, like maybe like a, a 705 or something, because it's because it's a late night. Or, but it could be a late night, could be an afternoon. We're recording this on Tuesday at about 145 at our studio here at college because we are in person and there's some big news. Ben, you are the guy who broke it to me last night during a meeting for the radio station, so I'll let you be the one to tell us why we're having an emergency pod. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting here because Jed finally got the deal done. Nico Horner will be staying with the Cubs on a three-year, $35 million contract extension. Just just huge, huge moment for the Cubs. Um, it, it felt like trying to get an extension done was the boogeyman for the Cubs, uh, we, we sat there all those years with the core, just waiting and waiting and waiting to see when an extension would get done. And they finally got it done with Nico, a shorter term extension, but still, nonetheless, positive signs for the Cubs. And that deal's friendly for both sides. The Cubs get an extra year where they don't have to worry about any arbitration. And, and Nico gets a contract in which he's getting paid $20 million in his last year, I believe. So he's looking at that superstar level for not as many years. I mean, you're not looking at a, a Juan Soto deal where it's $20 million every single year for a decade. It's more of a one-year thing, but he gets to stay with the Cubs. And like you said earlier, Ben, it might very well just be a respect. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's It, it feels good because... Now that they got this done, when we're talking again in four years, when he's essentially when he becomes a free agent, or before that, you know, at least Nico knows that Jed and company treated him good when he felt like it. He was only getting paid about two million dollars through arbitration, and now he's going to get paid about ten million dollars a year, and he deserves it too. He's was the Cubs' most productive hitter last year, and we already know what he brings with the glove on on defense, and it's only going to get better now that he's back at. <clears throat> what seemed like his primary position at second base. So, Yeah, I mean, he also, like you said, Ben, he's back to that second base spot, but he was so willing to switch over there as soon as they signed Swanson, too. He's just one of those guys who is a, a player you want on the Chicago Cubs when it comes to that mentality, especially, because he's not someone who's like, all right, you're borderline a major leaguer, switch because we signed someone better. Now, he hit 281 last year, which is not great, but he was he was on base 410. I mean, that's he's not bad, and his defense break, makes up for any kind of anything else. He is a great player on this Cubs team, and he deserves to get his flowers too. And so the fact that he switched positions, but maybe this is kind of like saying, hey, we respect you for switching your spot. We see you in the next great Cubs team, as Jed always says. And let's give you that job security. And I think that's going to make a world of a difference for a player like Nico Horner. You bring up something that I love there. Um, you, I, We see you as part of the next great Cubs team. I saw a quote uh, yesterday on Twitter, and I don't know if it, like, because you know how the Twitter alg- algorithm could be sometimes. Um, but some, I saw a quote from PCA, so one of the Cubs' top prospects, and he they were talking about Nico Horner, and he said, when I see the Chicago Cubs, Nico Horner is the player I think of just like defining wearing that cubby blue and being a Cubs player. I think of Nico Horner. And yeah, I mean, he is just a hard nosed, hard working guy that I think everybody in this city loves or everyone that's a Cubs fan. You know, he, he had struggled so much with injuries and being able to stay on the field and inconsistencies throughout his first couple of years in the majors. But I mean, last year alone, just what we saw in defense and offense was just so exciting, and it it, it made people want to keep him as a Cub because we we knew we would get, he, we knew it was never going to be like a an overpay with Nico Horner. It was always going to be on the cheaper side, and sure enough, it it is on the cheaper side, and now he's a Cub for a couple more years, and we don't really have to 
worry about this as much as we have been, and it's exciting. Decent point by Bleacher Nation in their article I'm looking at now through Twitter. They're talking about how this projects that maybe, you know, you never know what could happen in the coming years, but based on what the Cubs have on roster now, there's going to be a possible year coming up where they don't have to worry about what the team's going to look like, who they're going to re-sign, who they're going to trade at the deadline. I mean, obviously that whole mentality changes when you, if this team starts making the playoffs and stuff like that, which we talked about in our last episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, go pause this and listen to that. Shameless plug. But we talked about that in the last episode that the Cubs' road to the playoffs this year specifically is a tough one, even if they are a good team. But anyway, as this team becomes a possible playoff team, you don't want to see years where the focus of the entire year is, well, this could be the last year with this roster as we know it, and this could be the second to last year with these guys, as it's been since 2019. No, 100%. It, as I said at the beginning of the episode, it's like the boogeyman is finally gone. Um, obviously, it's. I don't think it's, especially after seeing that Andreas Jimenez uh, extension today that he just got, he got a seven-year 103. That's probably what we were more thinking of what we wanted with Horner. But at least for now, it as I said, it's a respect thing. It's a mutual respect, and now we don't have to worry about just this constant bickering that we have to deal with as Cubs fans where, oh, yeah, you know, they've had talks with Chris Bryant, didn't work out. They had talks with Anthony Rizzo, low-balled him. They, had talk, they never had talks with Wilson Contreras, whatever the case may be. They had talks with Nico Horner. They got a deal done, and now – Let's get another deal done in a couple of years, but for now we don't have to worry about that, and I see who you're looking up, and you can take that right away. Yeah, this is the benefit of being together in person. Ben sees what I, I'm queuing in on my computer here. Ian Happ, is he the next thing that the Cubs want to, to bring in there to, to keep with the team, I should say? He wasn't, or he was a, a big talk of some some deadline fun at, at the last trade deadline and then ended up sticking with the team and seems like, all signs are pointing to he wants to stay with the team because I don't think at this point they were gonna if they're going to get rid of him by now they would have I would that's what I was gonna say by now like they they see him also in that quote next great Cubs team I would think because he is around and he seems to want to stick around I mean he literally said in March early March excuse me that he would love to stay here so he's open to that I saw the great video yesterday of him and Saya just chatting it up in the outfield um, Saya learning a little bit of English Ian. Just try, just talking it up with him, and and Ian Happich is one of those guys too that just seems like a, a leader. And we talked about this in our very first episode, Ben. That Ian Happ, it's always easy to forget that he wasn't part of the World Series team because you see him as such a member of that Cubs core. But no, he he was a youngin in 2017, and now he might be becoming one of the vocal leaders of this quote third time this episode new great Cubs team. Yeah, I. I do love what Ian Happ brings to the table, and I, I hope they keep him around. And it's certainly interesting that we did, we didn't really hear anything about extensions throughout all of spring training, and we know that Jed wanted to have those conversations. So it makes you wonder, are they having conversations with Ian Happ as we speak, or maybe are they just, I don't know. Like It's, it's one of the weirdest things ever because we haven't heard anything about possible extension talks with Ian Happ. So Horner's tied down until year 30, and that's something you always hear about. Year 30, year 30, you know, you got to prove your worth before year 30, then you can get your seven-year deal or whatever and, and ride into the sunset. So Happ is going to be a UFA at age 29, as I have his contract page pulled up here, and he's getting $10 million this year. But if you're Happ, I will also see, you know, as I take off my blue and red glasses, I see that Ian Happ might think – all right, I still get a year with the Cubs. Let's see how this year goes and then see if they want to give me my big deal. 
And this sounds very Chris Bryant like because that's kind of what happened there too. But yeah, I wouldn't blame Ian if he's like, all right, let's see how this year goes. I don't want to do an extension, and then we'll see. Uh, we'll see what it what the free agency shakes out to once I can get that year thirty deal, which I think some team definitely would overpay him at year thirty if they if he you know decided to really test free agency. Yeah, I I was literally when we started talking about HAP extensions, like as we started. I was just thinking back to the Andrew Benintendi thing and how he was like projected to get anywhere between 460, 450, and he ended up getting 475 from the White Sox. I would say that Brian Reynolds, Ian Happ, and Benintendi are all in that similar range of kind of player that they are. Solid defense, good hitters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that that price tag definitely went up on Ian Happ as soon as Benintendi got that deal done, whether it was right around where where Benintendi's contract is or maybe even a little bit higher because he brings that switch hitting to the table and gold glove defense in left field. Um, I don't know. It's I hope they're having conversations, but, you know, judged it. Ian Happ's not Aaron Judge. Don't get me wrong. Like he's never he was never going to get a contract like that. But Judge and the Yankees brought conversations all the way up to opening day, and they ended, he ended up saying that they lowballed him. So maybe now this is the case with Ian Happ, where he's like, you know what, I, I will play it out, and I'll get to my age twenty nine season, and we'll see where we'll see where it takes us. All right, that was fun for nine minutes. Let's get to the real reason for the emergency pod. The Cubs traded Zach McKinstry. I mean, come on. Ben, I'm going to get in my soapbox for a second. This is a guy who is a walking, talking hit. He's a morale booster. Everyone's seen the picture of him draped in the American flag with his hat. If you haven't, I've posted it on my personal Twitter like four times in the last day. All right, maybe it's time to drop the act. Zach McKinstry is a good player. He's He seems fun. He seems nice. I always was a fan. But I am excited for him to play for the Tigers. I think he went to college over there. I think that's what people were talking about yesterday. So I'm excited for him to play for the Tigers. Ben, the encyclopedia of baseball, shakes his head. He doesn't even know where Zach McKinstry went to college. I don't either, to be honest. But um, the the Cubs, yeah, you're not just going to cut him. You're not going to send him out to AAA. There's teams that need him, and I'm glad they were able to work a trade. And you look at a Cubs roster now with three catchers, Ben, which you pointed out to me, which isn't rare in past years for the Cubs. But, you know, it's interesting to see Torrens and Gomes and uh, Barnhart on that roster. Yeah, I love how this started as a Nico Horner thing, and then we realized how much news has come out yeah, in the last the couple of days. Um, yeah, I mean, I was texting Mikey about it the other day. The Torrens thing is really interesting because he was on no one's radar to make this team. And I was almost kind of confused because the Cubs have a lot of designated hitter options this year that aren't catchers. And the reason we carried Higgins and Gomes last year along with Contreras is because Contreras DH'd like every single day. So it's 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 really interesting to see what they're going to do with Torrens because it doesn't really make sense because I'd say that they'd rather have Gomes and Barnhart behind the dish. Well, and especially when you live in a world where you have both Mancini and Hosmer, too. So you're going to have to find space for those guys. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what they do. But it's not rare for the Cubs to roster three catchers, as I saw some about that yesterday. But going into Thursday, it's actually fitting we were able to do an emergency pod because now we are just 48-ish hours away from 120 on Thursday. Corbin Burns, Marcus Stroman, Cubs, Brewers. I'm going to be in class, not focusing on class, watching the game on my computer. Ben, I take it you're going to be doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, Corbin Burns kind of looking for a season where he probably won't play the whole year with the Brewers, but I would think, if anything, he's going to try and shove it up them and tell them, hey, you know, this is your guys' fault. The arbitration thing stunk. Let's play some ball and send me to a World Series contender at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget last year on opening day, we kind of we kind of gave it to Corbin Burns. Or no, was it Woodruff? I don't know. But, yeah, but let's do it again. Let's just – let's. Let's bring it out to Wrigley Field on Thursday. Could not be more excited. It, it's finally here, and God, I, I'm just so excited. 120 on Thursday at the Friendly Confines. Everybody watch. Let's go. We will see you Monday with lots of Cubs baseball to talk about, unless we talk to you before then because the Cubs figure out something else. Who knows? We could see Hap resigned. We could see Zach McKinstry get traded back to the Cubs. We could see Shohei Otani get traded to the Cubs. Who knows, Ben? Who knows? Probably the first one's the only thing that's likely. Yeah. Go Cubs.